Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the You Can Do It Too podcast by Mamba Inspire. I am Mamadou Balde. I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to both showcase black excellence and increase awareness of the multitude of career possibilities out there for up-and-coming black professionals. This podcast will assist in breaking stigmas, barriers, and helping black students believe that they are smart enough to be future doctors, engineers, educators, and entrepreneurs. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today, uh, Yvette Aldecker. Thank you so much for giving us your time again. Absolutely. Let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Yvette Oldacre. Mm-hmm. I am a native Texan. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Texas A&M and majored in mechanical engineering and I currently work at ExxonMobil. Wow. How was growing up in Puerto Rico then? Uh, I think it was wonderful. Woman. Yeah. I, you know, I really enjoyed growing up. It's just one of those things that you appreciate what you have until you exposed to um, a bigger world. Yes, ma'am. It's a very blue-collar town, a refinery base, so a lot of laborers are people that work to support laborers at the refinery. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Was growing up when you were growing up was getting an education an expectation or a privilege? <laughs> to be honest, I don't think it was either. Yeah. Um, a lot of people again being a blue-collar um, town. Mm-hmm. The goal was to finish mm-hmm. high school, if you did, and and to probably work in a refinery or something that supported them. So it wasn't that it was an expectation, but mm-hmm. if you didn't do it, it wasn't a problem either. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't even classify it as a privilege. It mm-hmm. just was what it was. Yes, ma'am. How hard was it for you to focus and in your studies and succeed yeah. uh, among your friends? Focus wasn't very hard. I think I've always been competitive and driven and taught to do my best. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that wasn't difficult. You know, I was focused on pleasing my parents, mm-hmm. being obedient, uh, following the rules. Mm-hmm. And so the self-discipline portion has never really been a challenge for me as far as academics. Yes, ma'am. Did you play any sports? I did. Which I one? played uh, volleyball, basketball, and ran track. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's where your competition came <laughs> Yeah, I was the only girl, mm-hmm. uh, so I hung out a lot with my older brother, so mm-hmm. if you want to play, you got to learn to play, so it yes, was ma'am. pretty good. Yes, ma'am. What was the community? So you grew up around African-American community, mm-hmm. right? And you went to a PWI school, Texas A&M. I did. How was that transition? How, how was dealing with uh, the intimidation, confidence? Was that yeah, so never been short of confidence. Yes. Um, I grew up uh, in what I would consider a black community. My yes, uh, father and mother own their own businesses. I always taught to be proud of who mm-hmm. I am. So the confidence factor wasn't really an issue. Going, I, I went to a high school. I was actually in a magnet program, so I went to two high schools. One which was 
pretty much half black, half white. Uh, and then the magnet school was actually housed in an all black school, mm-hmm. but the magnet students uh, came from different high schools. So going to Texas A&M wasn't overwhelming from being a, a, a perspective of being a black student there. Mm-hmm. I think it was more overwhelming due to the size of going from a high school with a couple of hundred students and then to going to a university with 50 plus thousand students. Mm-hmm. Um, the adjustments to being in classes with no one that looks like you mm-hmm. wasn't as big a deal to being in the class in a place that nobody's prepared you to be. Mm-hmm. Neither one of my parents went to college at that time where I, when I was going. Uh, my older brother didn't go to college. So no one had a blueprint for how that would look. And mm-hmm. so when you're trying to self-navigate, that in itself was more of a challenge. But it was never around who I was or the confidence that I felt that I deserved to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as a young girl being in that position, and not knowing anybody who'd been there before, how mm-hmm. how hard was it for you to believe that, like, how did you believe is something possible for you? Um, I think there's a difference than, than believing that it's something possible versus mm-hmm. believing that it's something impossible. So mm-hmm. I never thought it was impossible. Okay. It was just around being able to figure it out. I was fortunate enough um, you know, that God put people in my path to help me navigate. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity when I was in high school. One of my eighth grade teachers was Dr. Barbara Batty. Yes, ma'am. I didn't appreciate it at the time, but it was those things that kind of prepared me to be able to go into a more technical field. Yes, ma'am. And so as I got into college and understanding having not been there, I participated in at Lamar University, kind of a pre-engineering course, yes, like my junior year. And then going into my freshman year at A&M, they had a program that helped uh, minorities take a class or two. I took two classes in the summer. Mm-hmm. And so going into the fall, it wasn't as overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little challenging coming in taking a summer course which is really condensed so it's catch-22 of trying to acclimate to college understanding the pace in a very shortened schedule mm-hmm. but being there in the summer being able to go through that understand how professors um, teach mm-hmm. understand the expectation having the discipline to get your things done on time because it's very different than the high school environment. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. When did you know that you wanted to be an engineer? In the eighth grade. In the eighth grade. <laughs> what was that experience? What happened? I just, I, I, I learned about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm good at math and science, so I can be an engineer. It was just a statement of fact. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not having preparation. Mm-hmm. I decided I was going to be an engineer go to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I only applied to one school. Mm-hmm. I did get accepted into that school, but that's probably not a good plan. Yes, uh, but again, not having anybody to guide you. Um, but some of the exposure I had gotten through my teacher at the time, which was Dr. Batty, mm-hmm. she would share options of things that I can do based upon what she thought she saw in me. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of resolved, okay, well, yeah, I can do that. That's amazing. 
So you, there are many controversies uh, around the fact that uh, many people say that uh, African American are accepted into these science majors because of affirmative action. They're trying mm -hmm. to increase the diversity, in the, uh, and some are really competitive. Some really deserve to be there. What are some advice uh, from you to them about having that self confidence that they deserve to be there? So. My first comment is, regardless of how you got there, mm -hmm. you're there. Mm -hmm. What you do or not do is going to determine whether you stay there. Yes, and so you're either going to confirm what they said is right, or you're going to confirm that what they said was wrong. Mm -hmm. But that choice is up to you individually. Um, depending on where you are, a lot of people don't have natural connections. Mm -hmm. And so there should be no guilt uh shame or a need to prove yourselves because you have an opportunity that you're going to be afforded yes ma'am a lot of times uh underrepresented minorities may feel guilty or they have to justify or or prove that they need to be there you don't have to do anything mm -hmm. other than just be you and then let your gifts and your talent shine. If you're more focused on what other people are thinking about you, you're gonna always be shaped and marked about uh, and marked by their impression. What you have to determine is, who am I? Mm -hmm. What am I trying to do? And then who's going to help me be able to do that? You don't want your pride to say, well, I'm not gonna take this scholarship. If you need money to go to school and you're eligible and meet the requirements for a scholarship, you take that and you do the best that you can. Education is a tool that will allow you to have the best life that you can have. Mm -hmm. Outside of your faith, that is the most critical tool. But it's a mindset on what you're going to do with it, on how you're going to experience that. So a lot of people go into those environments and they don't maximize the experiences. They don't network. They don't go to anything extra. They just kind of focus on doing classwork and trying to have the best grade. Well, that's just building your technical competencies. One of the things you need to also work on are those soft skills, mm -hmm. those networking skills, critical thinking skills, the power to influence others, the ability to be able to articulate your thoughts and ideas to others mm -hmm. such that they would be, one, in some cases, want you on their teams, mm -hmm. but in many cases, trusting that you have the skill sets to lead them one day yes, and so those are the things that you're learning in college through organizations through taking leadership roles to seeking out internships to going to extra programs that may be hosted by uh, different student organizations so that you can get exposed to something beyond where you are if you're the smartest person in the room, then you need to change rooms. Yes, you should always be in an environment where you're being challenged, where you're being pushed, because you don't know what your limits are right now. You don't know what your capacity is. I enjoyed my time in Port Arthur. Yes. I love my childhood. I love my community, my church, my friends, um, my whole childhood. But as I got older and had exposure to more things, I enjoy those things too. Yes, and so college is an environment for you to get exposed to more things, some which you will enjoy and be surprised at, some which you won't enjoy, but it will create more space for you to have options and to make better decisions. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, that's a great answer. Uh, so, as you said, there are so many smart 
there are some smart young uh, men female and female in the high school mm-hmm. who show that they are a little bit ahead of their competition and at home they have parents who tell them you're going to be the one you are very mm-hmm. smart you need to go be a doctor you need to be an engineer then they go to very PWI schools college schools and they find that they are not the only one mm-hmm. uh, and they find that there are not a lot of people that look like them right you have some advice for them how to how to go against that intimidation that imposter feeling that imposter syndrome and just be part of the competition yeah um you know my first answer will always be to pray mm-hmm. spend time um praying reflecting and know your worth and your value and it's not defined by anyone else um you don't have to live up to anybody else's standards Mm -hmm. and so you need to define who you want to be and then be willing to put forth the work to be able to do that it doesn't mean that it's going to be easily easily done but it doesn't mean that it's not possible the other thing is is you do need to have there's a book called uh what color is your rolodex you need to have a breadth of experiences and so having a connection to other people that look like you is really great but what you want to do is have a connection to people that are doing the things that you want to do so if you want to be a business owner one day you need to hang around people that own businesses if you want to be an engineer one day then you need to hang around people that are doing those things that are more technical in nature and that are pursuing that or have accomplished that and that may not always look like you Yes, ma'am. But I also have the opinion of, uh, if not you, then who? You can be the first person to do that. You're not defined by your current situations. You have the ability to alter your path, to be able to do certain things. You may not have had the same exposure as others, but understand what you need to get and then have a plan to go about getting that. And I think uh, a lot of time pride keeps us from asking for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus seeing that these are things that I need to enable me to be successful and depending on what your approach and how you view that if you would view it as this is a stepping stone and something else to add to to uh, my skill sets to help me to be better then you may actively pursue that if you look at it as oh if I say that I have a gap or if I have a need they may think I don't need to be here well it doesn't matter if what they think is what you think because you're going to live up or down to what you think you're worth yes ma'am yes ma'am so you just you started uh at exxon mobile in 1994 uh, 94 <laughs> <laughs> you want to get it right 1994 mm-hmm. uh, how was that transition like did you what were some challenges you face as a black woman initially to get your co-workers respect and also did you feel like you could bring your whole self to work all the time uh, starting yes uh, I think one of the biggest challenges I had starting was I actually when I started the company I moved to a different state mm-hmm. um, 
And so just moving to another place where you don't have family, you're just kind of starting off. And again, coming from a small town, my whole world kind of existed within Texas and then the parameters between Port Arthur and Houston. Going to school a couple hours away kind of broadened that. But that's fundamentally different between trying to be able to get in a car and to get to people that you have a connection to versus having to be on a plane. Mm -hmm. And again... Uh, low income, low environment work that just financially wasn't going to occur. And so I think that transition in itself of learning to live by yourself and still have these responsibilities with no one to help you, so kind of sink or swim. Yes, ma'am. I think the other challenge was I went into a, a project management role which dealt with the construction environment. Mm-hmm which is a lot of uh, technical or skilled laborers that are long in their craft. And so I think the biggest challenge had to do with being young, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. roughly 23, 22, 23, coming out of college and trying to direct people who are the age of my parents or older that are very skilled in their craft Mm -hmm. and not used to seeing women let alone black women in those positions Mm -hmm. and so trying to find your voice still get the work done um and command respect is always a challenge and so i didn't have a problem early on kind of bringing myself to work because the construction environment is a little bit different than Mm -hmm. an office environment i think um in an office environment And if you take media and some of the other things that come into play, a lot of people haven't necessarily had experiences with other black people are very limited. Mm -hmm. They may have been in the PWI. They may be multi-generational through their schools. They usually um, don't live where we live. Not a lot of people at work don't worship where we worship, don't Mm -hmm. school their kids where we school kids. And so their perception of black people are shaped by whatever is in the media, Mm -hmm. which is usually over sensationalized. And so they come with levels of assumption. Mm -hmm. And so when you're communicating, maybe you're passionate, but it may be labeled as aggressive. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have ideas that you proactively share, they may say you're overstepping bound. And so uh, unconscious bias is very real. So how do you deal with that? to be able to make sure that it doesn't have an adverse impact on what your perception is mm-hmm. and that it doesn't also cause you to be frustrated yes, ma'am. or to respond out of emotion versus trying to just shine a light on whatever that disparity is or that injustice. Yes, ma'am. And so, you know, I would say over time, I've not always responded to it well. Mm-hmm in my addressing it but i always had confidence to address it and now you occupy the a global procurement manager mm-hmm. a global procurement manager how hard was it to climb that mountain um i think it varies i think the initial climb is much easier mm-hmm. right you're getting experiences exposure kind of going across <clears throat> i think the higher you go up it becomes a little bit more challenging mm-hmm. there's already depending on where you are, but in corporate America, kind of Fortune 500, there's always a limited number of us, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, to start with. And so as you progress, just natural performance, et cetera, there's fewer and fewer. 
and so part of that deals with sometimes people will say like oh I'm willing to take a risk on that person or right or um, yeah I can take a chance versus feeling that that person has done the things that they've done mm-hmm. over a career they have the skill sets and that they'll be uh, successful in the role mm-hmm. and so I do think how we approach things, how we showcase our skill sets, Mm -hmm. which can be a challenge, particularly for black people, because we're taught, excuse me, not to be proud, Mm -hmm. uh, not to toot your own horn, Mm -hmm. but you do need to be an advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. You do need to be able to communicate what your capabilities are. You need to be more outspoken to seek opportunities that others may not willingly give you Mm -hmm. or make assumptions that you do not want or may not be capable of. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have a vision of where you're trying to go and understand what you need to be successful because other people around you may not voluntarily give that to you Mm -hmm. or even consider you within the thought process because they don't have to consider you in their day-to-day actions a lot of the time. So it's not with malicious intent always, Mm -hmm. but there will definitely be times that it will probably be with malicious intent. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Many people say that this is an industry worth being part of. What do you think make it an industry worth being part of? Um, so oil and gas is something that's fundamentally going to be around. Mm-hmm. The dependency on fossil fuels will exist for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people are wind, air, solar, etc. And those are things, um, you know, algae, all of these things are alternative uh, sources for energy. Mm-hmm. But the evolution that it will take to be able to do that in a critical scale will just take a while and so if you start thinking about all of the things say for example that fuel is asphalt on the street wax on the apple ceilings on um luncheon meat using the fiber of clothing and then forget lighting heating and all of the other things that come with that it still remains the most economical way to really power the world and we know that without that energy has the ability to end poverty. If you think of the evolution of uh, countries, uh, if you think about things from manufacturing plants, the things that it does, the infrastructure that it brings, Mm -hmm. the uh, food quality, right? The simple act of being able to heat food, to sterilize equipment, to do other things are part of those things that generate Um, sterile environment so that you can have adequate womb care or have healthy babies if you think about infrastructures right asphalt on roofs all of these things that are needed to be able to go the sub base that goes under that all comes from byproduct of fuels where road is what roads uh, and transportation whether it's through uh, air water etc is what allow you to connect to other places. When you can connect to other places, you now have access to the things that they have. And so it's a circle of what we need. So everybody with an iPhone and an Android that may be anti-oil and gas, well, that plastic, that polymer are byproducts of of oil and gas. Cameras that you're using, uh, lenses, film, 
all of that comes from oil and gas industry and so we're quick to talk about certain things or people might complain about the price of fuel well milk costs more than that and so most people don't think about that because they look at it as something needed and they don't necessarily look at energy that way Mm -hmm. but i would challenge people to not power up a phone Mm -hmm. to not turn on the light to not use hot water to not use energy to dry their clothes Mm -hmm. to blow dry their hair to uh drive a car anyway or any form of transportation uh to not wear clothing and some other stuff and see how long that they would last mm-hmm. and then they may have a different perspective around the value of the energy yes man we'll be going back to the old ages <laughs> <laughs> yes man right, that's amazing so what are some of the cool experiences that being at ExxonMobil allow you to do experience um you know i think being able to meet people from all over the world mm-hmm. Uh, in my 25 years, I've probably had close to 20 different job assignments. Mm-hmm. So a lot of which are in my core engineering background from uh, planning, sales, commercial, um, the ability to travel over the world. I've been to uh, uh, Singapore, China, Bangkok, uh, Nigeria, uh, Eket, Abuja. I mean, just various places. Uh, Germany, Guatemala, uh, El Salvador, Colombia, those type of experiences. I mean, if it wasn't for Exxon Mobile, I may not have a passport. Yes, ma'am. Again, growing up in a small town, it just has opened up a world of experiences that I probably wouldn't have had if I would have just remained in the same place. I would probably have been on the path very similar to other people who grew up where I grew up. Yes, ma'am. Still content and happy, <laughs> but just not aware of what the world has to offer. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So you are the mother of three young men mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. What did you instill in them from the beginning as far as uh, chasing education and being an educated black man in America? Yeah, so they've always had an expectation that they would go to school so that was just from the beginning and that they have that it has the ability to afford them the lifestyle Mm -hmm. that they would desire to have Uh, and that is one of those things that they can't that can't be taken away from them Um, and so I think that would be the main thing and so they've never really had days in their lives that they didn't have an expectancy around going to college. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. How hard has it been to... So, there are issues out there, Mm -hmm. but how hard is it to make them believe that those issues cannot stop them? They only can control what Mm -hmm. they can control. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a wonderful husband, Mm -hmm. uh, and he spends a lot of time with our boys um they know that they're loved they Mm -hmm. know their value Mm -hmm. but they're still pushed Mm -hmm. and to strive for excellence they understand um that the world is bigger than what they see Mm -hmm. it's not about their high school it's not about their community Mm -hmm. but to really have them more exposed to the broader world and what the possibility is how do you put them around people mm-hmm. that have accomplished those things so that they can see 
what success looks like. Mm -hmm. How do you communicate uh, things that have worked out well, mm -hmm. but also things that didn't work out well, mm -hmm. and to share those failures. Because the worst thing you can do is to try to teach your child that everything is going to be great. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be things and times that you're going to have to struggle. And it's something that you have to be able to learn. Uh, failure isn't as much the issue mm -hmm. as what it is after you, after you failed. What and you how do you after. respond? Yes, how are you able to control your commotion, uh, uh, emotions? Are you consumed by that failure? Or do you use that to fuel you to find more solutions, right? Yes, it will either crush you or or create or, or make you be more creative and look for different solutions or way around that if you are really committed to that goal that you're trying to have um so you know for boys it's first of all being shown that their love mm -hmm. um they have been fortunate enough to have a, a father that is very active in every aspect of their lives uh, but a lot of times people will use a lack of a parent mm -hmm. to be the reason why they can't do something. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever you resolve that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Now, the question is, is who do you need to help you on that journey? And that's where people become paralyzed because they feel like they're out there by themselves. But how do you learn to ask? How do you learn to seek people out? How do you learn to clearly articulate the things that you're trying to do and not assume that people are going to figure that out for you. How do you actually express your thoughts and ideas? Mm -hmm. How do you actually aspire bigger than the place that you are? Think of all of the inventions that occurred, all the things that people could have said, don't do this, don't do that. We wouldn't have cars, planes, yes, automobiles yes, if somebody wasn't willing to take a risk. And yes, so part of that comes back to knowing who you are mm -hmm. knowing your value and your worth mm -hmm. and not allowing other people's perceptions or opinions to shape you versus what you feel about yourself but i also say life and death is in the power of the tongue mm -hmm. and we have to learn how to speak to ourselves to encourage ourselves mm -hmm. to be able to have visions because we can be our own worst enemies around um, talking about all the reasons why we can't do something mm -hmm. versus thinking of all the reasons why we can or what we need to be able to get there. Yes, ma'am. Wow, that's amazing. This is the big question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you grew up in small town Port mm -hmm. Arthur. Mm -hmm. Today you travel in the world meeting mm -hmm important people you never know that you could mm -hmm. be around with in the middle it wasn't easy mm -hmm. you faced so many struggles and what motivates you to wake up every day and chase that dream mm. well one I, I think that that's a gift I think um, it's a wide variety of things one my faith my faith in God and you know, I believe that my service should be unto him, not unto man. Mm -hmm. uh, two, as a honor to my parents, they made sacrifices. I have options that they never had. And because of the things that they were willing to do, because of their willingness to support me and 
provide me with the education that they didn't get a chance to have. Yes, this is um, my responsibility to not waste their sweat and tears. Yes, ma'am. Um, as a mother, as a wife, to be able to give my best, to be able to be an example for my kids, for my community, to... I didn't mention it earlier, but Dr. Batty was a white female. Mm-hmm. To be a black female, to be able to pour into somebody's life so that other people can see uh, somebody that looks like them. To have somebody that's going to encourage them. To have somebody that says, yes, I've been there. I know what it may feel like, but you can do it. A little bit of encouragement goes a long way. And so I wake up wanting to say that when I lay my head down at night that I gave my best. That I took time, that I was uh, kind, that I was helpful, that I didn't take anything for granted, that everything that God had for me that day, that I actively pursued it, that I did it with love, with patience, with kindness. I fell a lot of days, but I'm thankful for the opportunity to get a chance to do it over again and try to make each day a little bit better than the day before. Yes, ma'am. There are so many younger you uh, out there right now who either do not know or do not believe that this would is an option for them, uh, this kind of life. What advice do you have for them? I would say you can do anything that you want to do. Mm-hmm. That everything that you have is within you. Mm-hmm. Your heart's desires can be met. Mm-hmm. Spend time actually thinking about what you want you know one of my favorite verses talks about write the vision make it plain Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it gets into visions being for an appointed time though it may tarry wait for it so I would say be patient Mm -hmm. your time will come your gift will manifest itself do the work don't be afraid to do the work don't be afraid to lose friends. Everybody isn't going to support your vision. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to be able to support your dreams. Everybody's not going to be able to go to the places that you want to go. You have to be comfortable letting some things die off. You have to be open to new relationships. You have to be a little bit vulnerable and have trust that people will have your best interest at heart. Yes, ma'am. Some people are going to fail you. Some people are going to fall short. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are going to surprise you. Yes, ma'am. That are going to want to pour into your life. So be open and don't be selfish. Be willing to pour into someone else. Be thankful for those things that you have. Strive toward those things that you want. But appreciate your moments that you have each day. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Do you have any more advice for my audience? Anything else? Um, one of the things I was looking at my bio early and one of my favorite quotes on there is, impossible is just a big word thrown about by small men who find it easier to live in the world that they've been given rather than use their power to change it. Yes, ma'am. And so, you know, my thing is you can change the world. There is something that you've been uniquely created to do. Mm -hmm. 
And if you don't walk out that path, you will keep others from walking out the path that they were meant to walk out because there's something that you're meant to do that's going to inspire them, that's going to pour into them, that's going to motivate them. And so keep the course. Don't grow weary and well doing, Mm -hmm. but know that you have everything that you need to be successful. If you keep walking forward, you will find every piece that needs to be added to your pieces to make you stronger. Find people that will encourage you, that will support your dreams and visions, that will lift you up when you start getting disheartened. Trust people enough to be able to share your dreams but know that you can't share your dreams with everybody everybody's not going to want you to succeed but what's most importantly is you have to believe what you're capable of doing which is unlimited Mm -hmm. we mentally put limits on ourselves but you can do anything that you want to do it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy but there are things that aren't created yet yes, ma'am. and that may be the thing that you're meant to do so don't sell yourself short yes ma'am thank you so much for giving us your time this was amazing <laughs> yes ma'am thank you there you have it ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in to the mamba inspire you can do it to podcast we have another special guest next episode make sure you subscribe to our channel to stay up to date our YouTube channel, we have a Twitter and Instagram for updates. Look up Mamba Inspire. Peace.